Eight months of learning. Countless hours watching games and attending courses. Seven podcast episodes. Two nervous and excited coaches. And now just under 20 hours until our first game of the season. This is the Centre Pass Podcast. Misguided coaches, one formidable goal. This is the Centre Pass Podcast. Yes, welcome back to the Centre Pass Podcast. Two misguided coaches, one formidable goal. A goal that kicks off for us in just under a day. Very, very excited as we now build up to the first week of the season. Uh, as always, I've got Coach Cam with me. G'day Cam, how are you and how has your last two weeks been? Well, first of all, I'm doing pretty well much, you mate. The last two weeks have been exciting, really. A lot of going on. We've you know, done a few things here and there, which we'll get to later in the episode. So it's been building up, really, hasn't it? Yeah, that's right, Cam. There's been a lot that has been going on for both of us, really, over the last couple of weeks in terms of our coaching journey. We've obviously spoken in the part uh, about who the players are that are going to be in our team this season. We'll get to them in just a minute. We've also spoken to Craig Turner, a mental skills coach from Diamond Mindset, who is going to be talking us through mental skills and how to prepare for our first game of the season. We also talk a little bit about my black eye from training last week. I'm not really too excited to reveal just how I got that, but uh, we'll get there in a minute. I'm pretty keen to get to that <sighs> story, so stay stay tuned for that one. It's yeah, a good one. Okay, do that. And we'll also recap our first training and preview our first game of the season. But of course, as we always do, our first segment for today is Dear Diary. Now, we've been very, very busy, actually, in terms of the space. We could have had a number of things that we could talk about, but we have a very, very distinct, different Dear Diary for you. Cam and I went on different courses last week. And so, Cam, I'll start with you, and you can explain what your course was and what you learned from it. Yeah, so obviously, you know, Dear Diary, our segment about, you know, what we learned in the between the episodes. So we had an excellent opportunity to both learn something different. We got to one of these days and we both had a course scheduled and we, did, we were originally going to go the same one, didn't we? But suddenly we decided that the best thing would be to split our focus. You told me which one I was going to go to. I went there. Unfortunately, my <laughs> one was the one that started earlier and finished later. Later, yeah. Which, thank you for choosing that one for me. But I think it was the right one for me because this uh, this course was around the netball smart warm up and sort of body prep and injury prevention across the netball. Which, obviously, as a physiotherapist, is probably more around my area of skills so I think it was the correct choice yeah, if, if only there was some sort of way that I knew it was the right one for you I just I'm just I just don't know there's something there but a delegation maybe but what was one of the key things or maybe a couple of things that you've taken away yeah well I think one of the nice things was is obviously you know the netball smart warm-up but uh, mm. it was quite nice to learn how to sort of put that in practice for things like trainings and games and how you vary that between those sort of things, especially down to things like time, because we don't have you know, a lot of court space for a training, etc. A little bit of it was around you know things I've gone over before. I've done a done an injury prevention sports physiotherapy course, which was very similar. So it was nice to kind of just reinforce some of those ideas. The other thing that was quite interesting was going into the sort of a little bit of that balance is better approach that we're getting into. You know, younger children you know, not being overloaded with just 
you know, six, seven, eight trainings a week and that yeah. they should play a, a multitude of sport and, you know, a couple trainings a week and a couple games a week. There's plenty enough for a, you know, a young person before we start getting into how that can cause injuries and how it actually makes better, better athletes as well. Mm, yeah, I guess there's there's so much you can learn from different sports and different techniques, right? And Awesome. Uh, any Anything else that you want to Oh, it was... I wanted to say a big thank you to them um, who ran the course. One of the things is they gave us a huge amount of resources. Yeah, I got like a whole folder. We've got a little clip folder thing that goes with uh, coaching gear that has a stuff around concussion and the netball smart warm up on it. So like the things you might need there for a coach suddenly that you might forget they're there. So that's awesome. It's real awesome. Well, I'll talk a little bit about my course per se. Uh, basically, it was like a little refresher session um, with Lana Morrison, who's with Anita Netball and Netball South in a sort of coach development space. And so basically, it was all of the, or well, most of the coaches from University Albion, our club, and we basically, it was a bit of an open floor. So they asked us what we'd like to learn, and we basically threw stuff at her, and she spoke a little bit about it. So of course, there was a whole range of things that were spoken about, you know, things like time management and when it's time to wrap up one drill and, and move on to the next and things like, you know, making training fluid enough so that it's uh, manageable for the players that are there on the day. But one of the main things that I took out of the session was basically looking at each position in a little bit more detail around their roles and also a little bit about their approach to the game. And so if you don't mind, Cam, I'm going to list off a few of these. Uh, which I think could be quite useful for us. Go ahead, mate. Yeah, mate. So goal attack, obviously, you know, plays a very important role with goal shoot, but goal A is seen to be the game player. So this is the person who makes a lot of the moves, who coordinates things in that final third. Uh, and that's something I didn't know in that much detail. I thought they were playing a supplementary role. Yeah, I think they're a very vital role in bringing that ball to the circle, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. And it's about trying to outthink the defenders in that space as well. So it's almost like they're they're coordinating with the goal shoot to to move, to to stay close, to, you know, pass back and, and all these sorts of things, triangles, all those sorts of things as well. So very interesting that. Uh, goal defense, obviously, you know, it says what it says on the tin, but the main thing for the goal defense, their main job is to keep the goal attack out of the circle. And that's a very interesting one because we we kind of tend to think that if we get the goal attack, you know, close enough to the circle, that's okay. You know, trying to force them to shoot or to pass, trying to find a pass option in center or wing attack and stuff like that. So that's goal attack's main job is to push the goal attack back out of the circle. The goal keep is the last line of defense. So the goalkeeper has to be very, very strong at anticipating and figuring out when they need to move, you know, for things like intercepts and, and things like that. And we've seen in the games that we've watched, Cam, a lot of intercepts coming from that goalkeeper role. Yeah, you know, that last sort of line, they pick up that last piece of ball and just when you need it, really. Yeah, and the other one I wanted to touch on, there's obviously other positions like centre and, and wing attack. But the last one that I want to touch on that was referenced at this course was that wing defence is referred to as the flea, the really annoying one uh, who apparently makes or breaks a team. So they are the one who are very, very irritating. They're staying on their person a lot. Uh, they're really forcing, um, often at times, centre or wing attack to go lateral or to pass back. And if they do that, job done. 
So yeah, that's basically uh, everything that I've learned from the course. Again, thank you very much to Lana Morrison for coordinating a very uh, awesome and important session for myself. There were quite a few coaches there uh, who'd been there for one or two years uh, coaching. Whereas for myself, it's obviously my first season. So it was just nice to hear some terminology and to go really back to basics uh, with these courses, which has been really, really fruitful. Awesome. Yeah, it was an interesting day for us really to go away, split, come back, try and debrief. I was pretty tired by the end of it, um, but it was a great way to take on as much as we could really. Yeah, and in a sustainable way. Right, well, we've obviously spoken earlier today about the two excited coaches, uh, but there's also 11 excited players uh, that we get to introduce to you all. Uh, I'm not going to tell you their names or their positions. I'm going to let them do that. So without further ado, take it away, girls. Heya, I'm Amanda and I play goal defence or goalkeeper. Hey guys, my name's Ella and I play in wing D and centre. Heya, my name's Edwina and I play wing attack and wing defence. Kia ora, my name's Claire and I play goal attack and wing attack. Kia ora, I'm Caitlin and I play goal attack and goal shoot. Hi, I'm Jamie and I play centre wing attack wing defence. Hey, I'm Rushi and I play goal defence and goal keep. Hey, my name's Izzy and I play centre or wing defence. Hey, I'm Maya, I play in goal A and goal shoot. Hi, my name is Sonia, I play centre, wing attack and goal attack. And last but not least, we have Grace who plays in goal defence and goal keep. Well, that's our team. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's, it's crazy that we have people that we are now coaching and in charge of and directing twice a week on the court and then you know obviously there's been a lot of group chat work already cam and, and i'm sure there'll be lots to come just things like uh you know what standards we're hoping to set uh, what sort of functions that we're going to have and also just trying to come up with things like nicknames and stuff like that so there's a bit of culture already starting to build and of course that leads quite nicely into our first training and that first training was a week or two ago now and it was in a very uh, what was it is that the Pickup is what I sort of, I described the training as, it was a pickup training. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a refresher, uh, you know, obviously with things like COVID uh, and people recovering from that, people are, I guess, a little bit rusty or a bit, you know, haven't really got the body moving for quite a while, but we went into it, Cam, approaching it almost like it was a session, coaching session that we wanted to run throughout the season, but lots to, lots to take out of that and importantly for us to meet the players to allow those combinations to, to start going. Yeah, it was uh, interesting to sort of get a little bit of an idea of, you know, who might sort of want to step up and lead and, you know, those who were really starting to maybe shine through in their sort of position there, you know, defensively or attacking, great communicators, etc. Yeah, I think it was really interesting actually to just see who who stood up, like you say, a little bit of who, who communicates best, who takes to the drills the best, who's coachable who needs a bit more work on the sidelines it's, it was really interesting to me hearing from each of them at the start of the session to basically see where they see themselves playing but also just to see them relax you know i i was pretty nervous before the session and, and that's pretty obvious uh, if you were there but i think as soon as the you know we started to go around the room and and talk about ourselves yeah the nervousness kind of just disappeared for me and, and we could get cracking on some some drills that we learned from the great group at netfit so thank you for those, and obviously we're going to continue using NetFit throughout the season. 
But yeah, there were some drills that we used, Cam, that were useful, but there were also some learnings for us in terms of what drills probably we won't look to use again. But yeah, any any highlights from the training for you, mate? Yeah, there's a couple. So obviously one thing that happened was that the training was just before the students break. And so we couldn't quite get everyone in. So you know, it was a mm. short, small session. And so you know we had to sort of um, bump our numbers up a little bit. And that meant a little bit of participation, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah. Okay. We'll uh, we'll address the uh, the elephant in the room, shall we? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to go there straight away, but I, uh, now you've brought it up. Let's okay. talk about this black eye, mate. I know. Okay. So, I, if you're new to the podcast, I have decided to take on the defensive uh, end of the team, and Cam's taking uh, the attacking end. And so we decided that we would help beef up the numbers for our last drill. You know, with all due respect, Cam took part in quite a lot of the drills. Did a great job, by the way. He would not look out of place in a skirt on Saturdays. But anyway, we were playing nitty touch, netball touch at the end of our session. And so we made it attack versus defense, which obviously means it's Cam versus Machu and, and the like. And in my, you know, I just have this instinct, Cam, where I'm, I've got this anticipation uh, and I can see this intercept coming. And I'm very excited about this intercept. I'm, I'm running up, I'm leaping up. And I'm not going to name the person because I feel like that would be tarring them. But basically what happened was I went up for an intercept. Another player from my own team went up for an intercept and I got a finger basically to the eye socket and came down, pretended it didn't hurt. I said, oh, no, 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 it's all good, but just... You know, just wasn't the same after that. Didn't have that defensive zhuzh. Didn't have that defensive spark, mate. And, you know, obviously it didn't matter because our team went on to win the first round of Nitty Touch. Yeah, well done, uh, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. So it was all, you know, for a good reason. You know, everything happens for a reason on the netball court. Did she get the intercept? Um, No. Did you get the intercept? No. Okay. But you know what? Sometimes, Cam, you don't... You don't win the battle, but you win the war. And that's what happened on the court there that day. So very happy. But yeah, so I ended up, I didn't know I had a black eye until a colleague at work the next day said, what happened to your eye? And I felt it around there and it felt a little bit sensitive from where this person's hand had kind of pressed on my socket. But yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's, you know, it now just looks a little yellow. So it now just looks like a very tacky eye shadow and it'll be fine come tomorrow. So very uh, happy to have my first war wound. You know, not jumping for joy that it's from friendly fire, but that's okay. You know, we we move on, and uh, yeah, that's that's everything. Everybody is asked about is how's the eye, what's happened to your eye, and stuff like that. Crazy, eh? Yeah, a bit of friendly fire and a bit of fun game of nitty touch, mate. Yeah, maybe it, that, maybe that's showing how uh, how hard he's trying, and and the end there, and yeah. <laughs> I get took it a little I, bit too serious. Maybe. I get way too competitive, and I I don't I, I'm I'm very glad that our team has wanted to take this season competitively rather than just to enjoy the season because I know that I would I would suck at that. <laughs> but anyway, let's move on from that and talk a little bit about our next guest. I'm I'm pretty excited about this, mate. It's something that I know really is like you've mentioned before, a really emerging trend when it comes to not just professional teams, but, you know, community teams as well in terms of mental skills coaches. Yeah, it's uh, obviously an area of interest for mine. In fact, it's so far an area of interest of mine, I've chosen to, to actually go study it. Mm. But 
yeah, it's this emerging area where just performance has learned so much about what comes from the top two inches. And so I don't want to take away from what we're about to hear. So maybe we just get straight into it. Here comes the interview. You're listening to the Centre Pass podcast. While Craig Turner is an excellent hockey player, he's played many games for Otago. This week, we want to speak to him about his degree and his new business. Craig came to Otago to study sports and exercise science and psychology in 2017, completing that in 2020. Then, in the year following, Craig finished his Master's in Sports Development Management. Craig is now the proud startup of a business called Diamond Mindset, Mental Skills Coaching. Welcome to the podcast this week, Craig Turner. Thank you. Thank you very much. That was a pretty awesome introduction. Well, it's great to have you down, mate. I'm obviously very excited about this because we've spoken a little bit before. It's obviously an area for me that I'm quite interested in, but it's not an area that you know everyone's sort of well versed in. I know much who didn't know much coming into coming into this about the area, or or on anything. Don't know much about anything. <laughs> but so I wanted to sort of let's strip it back for our listeners a little bit, and could we go to sort of what is mental skills coaching or mental skills training? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a question that's sort of asked all the time when it's when it's brought up. But at the end of the day, it's just a you know, in its simplest form, another form of coaching. You know, so most teams they'll have a head coach, assistant coach. It's usually physical, tactical, technical things. And I guess mental skills coaching is just another form of coaching that you know provides um, athletes and different kinds of people coaching on the mental the mental side of the game. You know, lots of people talk about how you know the mental side is so important and that's often the difference between sort of winning and losing and when you look at the top elite athletes in the world you know lots of people say that they all have the same kind of skills and it's you know who who shows up on the day who who can get that little bit of a mental edge and I guess that's where mental skills coaching fits in and it helps all all sorts of people on the mental side of the game. That's really interesting Uh, for us, I guess, given we're reasonably new, obviously this is something we're quite keen on as well. But but mental skills coaching, who can sort of benefit from it the most? Is it sort of a coaching tool or is it more of an assistant for the players? It's a great coaching tool that can run alongside the physical and technical and tactical. So it sort of fits in, you know, and doesn't dominate that that coaching area because it's it's obviously not very well known, but it's it's there to help assist the other forms of coaching as well and kind of give the athletes sort of the little bit of a mental edge or a mental game to kind of take their their sport up up a notch and I guess it's it's beneficial to anyone whether it's youth athletes young athletes that are wanting to sort of make rep teams at a young age and as well as just being as important for elite athletes and I think we're becoming a bit more aware of that now you know the mental side of the game that the elite athletes are sort of showing out on the field whether it's rugby teams doing deep breathing and you know kickers doing going through a pre-kick routine that sort of thing it's really beneficial for for them especially but also it can be used just to help people enjoy their sport more and that that can go for any range of uh, levels and ages yeah so i think one of those things that we sort of saw a lot of is you know when we did start the first year about mental skills and and sport and stuff like that was you know this is for the the high performance once you're an olympian it's how you gain mm. you know that little edge beyond that but i think we're learning now that this is this is for a lot more than just the elite performers you know 
if you know, I or Machu wanted to come in and help ourselves out with our cricket, we could, can we? Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, that's the sort of barriers we're trying to um, break down, I guess, in the mental skills area that, yeah, it's not just for elite athletes wanting to wanting to be the best and, and that, that level, it's, it's very much for anyone, any level, any age. Um, and I guess f- from my perspective, the earlier you start with mental skills, the more you can practice them and get better at them. And it's, it's mental skills coaching is just like the physical stuff. You know, there's no end, end point. There's no, you know, you don't reach your best or your, your potential. You can always get better. You can always progress forward. You know, in the gym, you always put more weights on to get bigger and stronger. Same with the mental stuff. You, you know, it's not like a magical wave of a wand or a potion that, you know, I could, you know, mental skills coaches give their athletes. It's very much a work in progress and, you know, lots of different things come up for athletes and it's, it's more of a journey rather than, um, you know, a quick fix. So I guess the next sort of thing is what sort of some of the conditions that, you know, mental skills coaching can help with and sort of is there a way that athletes can maybe identify or coaches even help um, their athletes identify that they might be having issues with these sort of things? Yeah, absolutely. So um, a lot of the key ones that sort of I've learned about and I'm, I'm seeing is dealing with stress and pressure of, you know, performing in, you know, big, big events, so whether it's finals or big games or you go up levels, you know, having to deal with that stress and pressure is one of the most common, common things, you know, that athletes go through and it's the old sort of the the butterflies and the increased heart rate and all that kind of stuff is you know very very common and in mental skills coaching there's two two parts to it there's mental skills and then there's mental skill methods and so the mental skills are things like confidence motivation attention concentration focus and then sort of that stress anxiety stuff and then there's the mental school methods, which is sort of the toolbox that, you know, I have as a coach and the other mental skills coaches have. And it's the methods that, you know, we can put in and strategies to help with those different mental skills. And those are things like goal setting, self-talk, visualization is, is a real key one, a real powerful tool for athletes and mental preparation, which um, most people will have heard about. Awesome. That's really useful. I think when it comes to us as well, I mean, I think... Cam wouldn't disagree in saying that it's not just the athletes in this case uh, that are nervous or have butterflies and things like that. You know, this has been something we've been working towards now for eight months. And so when it comes to that the toolbox, I guess as you you call it, what are, what are some techniques, if you like, that we can either use or that we can employ to help a player, you know, switch off from things like distractions ahead of this week and every week? Yeah, so... You know, everyone kind of has the brilliant thing about, I guess, mental skills coaching is every person and every athlete is individual. So for mental skills coaching, it can be tailored to the different needs. And a lot of the methods are, you know, pretty, pretty similar, but they can just be, you know, adapted and changed to, to the individual athlete. So if, if, you know, if it was distractions or if it was, you know, they're not able to cope with, you know, dealing with pressure, it might be some mindfulness coping strategies to help them, you know, take take them away from outcome things and things in the future that they can't control or things that have happened like mistakes is a common one how do we move on from mistakes yeah and it's you know about thinking okay what's what's the importance of it can you do anything about it no you can't so it's about okay being in the moment in the present you know you've done all the training put in all the hard work so it's just about going out and being a performer in the moment 
and I think that's that's a real key one is is mindfulness to just you know be in the moment be relaxed whether it's using breathing properly or some some key self words self-talk words that can help you know bring you back to the moment and you know not get distracted are some sort of key key ideas that can be used yeah i think in high performance sport and you know even obviously at lower levels you see it a lot but even at high performance levels you, you see that an athlete often compounds mistakes you know so if you're a full back and you drop a high ball it might spill out backwards and you're able to recover it um you're under pressure and then you you know put your kick your next kick out on the fall and and then the next time you get one you you, you knock it on again or something like that and it's a really big issue with you know being able to just not take that moment that we had you know you drop one ball and i don't know 15 games or something like that and then all they are is hung up on that one moment and they can't they can't seem to move forward and then three four five mistakes compound pretty quickly there and so it can really hurt that game if you can't move on can it oh exactly it's very very common i mean mistakes uh you know everyone everyone makes them and it's about i think it's about changing the perception of mistakes and not viewing i guess mistakes as mistakes and it's it's very much a step forward and something to learn from a step in the right direction you know every mistake you make is something you look can learn from and every time you learn you take it you know you take a step forward and you enhance your game so you know it's about first understanding that and then about you know when it happens in a game having a process in place that you can do to change that mindset that you know you can move on and it doesn't how do you not let it affect the rest of your game and I think what has been really common and what you know a lot of mental skills coaches do is you know creating a why for athletes and that's basically sort of you know your identity and who you are and why you play your sport all the deep um, meanings that you know make up your your why why do you play your sport and then when you created that and you can really find out sort of why why you do your sport why you put in all the dedication hard work sacrifices then you can always refer to that you know throughout your sporting career so you know if you if you make a couple of mistakes and you've got a strong why you can remember okay why am i out here you're out there to perform you're out there because you love it doesn't matter about the mistakes you know it's about getting back in the back in the game and I guess that's that's a way that that all fits fits together and helps athletes move on. I find that quite interesting because that sort of almost flows straight back to like team culture. You know, mm. As a team, you might set up a goal as of what you want to achieve for the season, and I can definitely see that this might lead to issues in some side of team sport. Is you know if the team culture sort of directive doesn't maybe match why you want to play sport, and I think you you alluded to enjoyment a little bit earlier. I think that's probably a good area where that might sort of become quite hard for an individual athlete, and then maybe that's around some coaches sort of trying to trying to find a way to approach that player and and see you know see why it just doesn't seem to be working for them, and then trying to find a way to move forward from it from there really. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, mental skills isn't just just for athletes. It's it's for coaches as well, and it's about coaches sort of creating a, a you know a really good environment for for the athletes to try and perform the best under. You know, they need to create a sort of need supportive and autonomous environment where it gives it gives players you know a choice. It you know it supports the players. It you know it's it's not authoritarian. It's not demanding of them. It's very much you know you know the coach is there to help the players so it's about creating that environment and yeah it's about coaches understanding that every player's needs are 
different from each other. They all respond differently to different coaching and all that sort of thing. So it's about coaches getting along the side their players individually and making sure that, you know, they know what their needs are and um, how they can help. And, you know, mental skills coaching goes a long way with that, as well as the team building aspects that you mentioned. You know, it's very, very important that a team has an identity and, and values and, um, I guess, a team why otherwise you know, what's, what's the point, you know, if, if you don't have a, you know, a reason to, to be there, if you don't have, you know, some goals to work towards, you know, it's pretty hard to, when things don't go right or whatever, get back to, get back to basics and continue pushing, pushing forward. And, um, you know, the, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, a champion team will always be a team of champions, right? So a team that plays together, yeah, as a team, yeah, has a great identity. They know exactly what they want to do. They know how to do it. We'll always be a team, the couple of hero players in it. And I guess that's that's where sort of the team building aspects come into it, creating that that champion team, that team that plays, you know, the best the best together as a team. It's quite like interesting with that because recently I think uh, the NBA sort of take the the Lakers. You know, there's a bunch of legends. In that team and I believe I might be wrong here but I believe they're out as of right now they yeah. can't they, are, they can't yeah. make it any further and I saw someone did say a team team of legends doesn't make a legendary team exactly um, so yeah that's a, a really interesting one yeah 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 so I guess for us Craig really good opportunity for us to to put into context for the season ahead so as I've sort of touched on eight months in the process from knowing absolutely nothing about netball or know nothing about coaching to, you know, the next couple of days really when we're going to be getting our girls together for the first game of the season. Um, and so I think, you know, that's going to be a, a season full of highs and, and full of lows. And I think for us being able to identify little techniques that we can use in different situations, is going to be very, very important. So uh, for example, you know, obviously throughout the season there'll be players who go through some purple patches uh, and go through some rough patches as well in terms of form, in terms of, I don't know, technique or whatever. But but what sort of strategies do you have in your toolbox that maybe we could take from to sort of help our players with, you know, things like a slump? Yeah, definitely. And I think it, it, it happens. I think the first thing is get get your players to create their why. Yep, find out why what makes them tick why why do they play their sport and then they can they can use that throughout you know the season if they're down on confidence they can return back to that why and go okay why am I here and then hopefully that you know boost boost them up a little bit you know goal setting is is a really really good one this you know athletes should be setting goals every training and every game because if you don't set a goal then you don't have something to work towards and if you don't have something to work towards then you you know you there's no point turning up you're not going to get anything out of that training so I think, you know, athletes need to start, you know, they need to set their long-term goals. What are you, you know, what are you working towards over the, you know, a few years? But every training and every game, there should be a little goal, you know, that they should set before they turn up. So then they can they can focus on that. And it's important, you know, from the mental skills side that it's a process goal, not an outcome goal. So it's things that within your control, yet not things that are out of, out of your control. And if it's on the process, you know, you can keep working at it through adversity. If things don't go well, you know, you can keep pushing. Whereas if you focus on, you know, results and things, if they don't go your way, then that, that knocks your confidence. So I think goal setting is, is one of the simplest things that is underused and people kind of give up on. But if you can push through that, that 
first couple of weeks and you can really get into a routine and make it automatic, then that's brilliant. Visualization is is probably one of the key, biggest key mental skills that, you know, I think I'll let you in on the little secret is that, you know, within visualization, the your brain can't, I guess, recognize the difference between physically practicing task and visualizing and thinking it. You use the same neuronal pathways when you visualize and when you you physically practice. So that means that off the court, you can do a whole lot of, say, we'll take goal shooting. You can do a whole lot of practice goal shooting off the court that you don't need to do, you know, on the court. So you can do all your, your you know, your in-trainings, um, shooting and stuff, but you can support that away from the court by visualizing your routine, visualizing it go in that positive performance and you're practicing it over and over and getting better at it. So I think that's something that, you know, should be used a lot more for, for athletes as well as positive past experience you know so when you're down in a slump or you know you're, you're low on confidence every every athlete has you know a best performance or you know that that performance where they were just in the zone in the flow everything went right so if you can you know sit down whether it's you know away from the court or it's just before a training or a game and just you know visualize that past performance that best ever you know that moment where you were just absolutely golden you know then you can you know instantly make yourself feel pretty positive you know pretty pretty good and then you can you know use that energy to to get out on the court and then hopefully sort of ride that ride that wave and you know get back get back into you know where you should be and then I guess for for you guys for in terms of coaching it's just a positive environment yeah the more positive environment you guys can create as coaches for your team the more supportive you are the more encouraging you know the the more your players are going to respond the more they're going to respond to each other you know when they're down if you can get them you know still being really really super positive you know you can you can build them back up whereas you know you've seen teams that basically choke and capitulate when you know they stop communicating with each other they they go all down their shoulders drop all that sort of thing but if you can you know I guess do the opposite and be super super positive and encouraging then you know you'll be able to create a really really good team culture for all sorts of situations awesome awesome so i mean i think what we're sort of learning a little bit of is, is obviously there's this sort of a toolbox there that you have you know, like skills like visualization goal setting and obviously everyone is different so you can't quite lock it in like here's yeah. the here's the golden recipe to yeah. um success which is, is obviously it sounds obvious but it, it's also not sort of at the same time yeah and so you know i think everyone needs to find their own individual thing when whether that's you know going to talk like to someone like you or with your own coach if you know that seems a little bit beyond your reach so i want to sort of bring it back to maybe yourself craig what's your sort of game day maybe pre-day you know pre-game routine that helps you sort of find your mantra before you go out there yeah, so you know, this is something I've thought quite a lot about, and obviously, I'm I'm my first client, I'm my first patient. Everything I sort of learn, I you know, give a go myself and see what works for me. But certainly, before each training and each game, there's a goal or a focus. Yeah, whether it's just you know giving it everything, whether it's you know the intensity I want to bring, whether it's you know communication, um, there's always a goal, there's always a focus to 
to, to work on so that when you know if things don't go well and I start overthinking and thinking about too many things I can just bring it back to okay what's what's my little goal what's my little focus and then instantly I'm, I'm less distracted and back on task coffee always always try and have a coffee is something that you know makes me feel pretty good so that's part of it I also have a, a list of sort of key skills and attributes that I have in you know in my hockey game and that's written on my phone and sort of in the changing room when I've got a spare couple of minutes I just go over each of those aspects and and my key my key skills and visualize them see them happening because if I can you know visualize and already think about them happening then when I get out on the field I've already gone through the process of you know thinking about it and I can just go and do it I've already you know, already thought about it. Then I just, I just make it happen. I just go out and perform it. So that's that's a real key part of my pregame. And then I guess there's some past positive visualization. So I go back to you know a really good good moment that I've had in my um, hockey journey so far. I think about that. I think about how you know good it made me feel, and then instantly I feel a bit more positive. You know, going out on the field and and going and trying to replicate it. I guess. And then throughout throughout the morning, I guess there's a bit of self-talk, you know, telling myself to, you know, you know, get up, be confident, back myself. Those are all kind of the little aspects that go into my mental preparation, I guess. Awesome. Thank you very much, Craig, for that sort of insight into your own mind there a little bit. So I guess, I mean, I find this stuff really like important and I think I'm probably one who needs to maybe work on this myself. And I think, you know, in my sports, cricket and golf, the ones I'm playing the most at the moment, I think I, you know, these are certain areas that I probably struggle with. Very often, a lot of time, I feel like I have the skills, but come to put it under pressure, just seems to to disappear on me. So I might be in touch with you shortly, Craig, and you know, bring myself in for a, a visit. But Absolutely. could you let us know how people could find you if they wanted to? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, as as we've mentioned, my my business is Diamond Mindset, mental mental skills coaching, and so that can be found on Instagram under Diamond Mindset MSC, as well as just starting to put it out on Facebook, or you can go through through my email uh, Diamond Mindset MSC at Outlook dot com. But the the great thing is I'm I'm really flexible since it is sort of my, my own business. I can adapt to the, sort of the athlete's needs. So you know whether it's a sit down one-on-one and it's sort of like an office setting and whether it's distance over zoom or I think what is a real beneficial one is sort of in field in field sessions I can actually you know head along to a training or a game or whatever and then you know provide the mental skills more in a applied setting so you know for Campbell it might be we go out and play a game of golf and then you know while we're playing we go through the the mental skills session out on the on the golf course and I can you know Put the, put the skills into actual practice rather than just talking about them and then you having to go away and and try them you know that's that's a pretty cool option that i think is quite exciting for athletes yeah i think that's um probably like a, a really good way to do it i know for myself you know it's pretty peaks and troughs throughout a golf round so um, absolutely that that ability to have someone basically there who's going to be your little mind on you know word on the shoulder to pull yourself back together might be a great way to figure out how to do it when you're not there exactly listeners won't the listeners won't see this either but as soon as as soon as craig mentioned the golf course and how that was an option this massive smile just showed up on cam's face and um (laughs) he now he now has the 
characteristics of a kid in a candy shop. So the, he sounds really professional, but you can just see him fizzing <laughs> that this is an option. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like enjoying the idea of, you know, paying Craig to carry my bag around as a, as a caddy. And, <laughs> Here it and, is. You know, having a great round with him on the bag, basically, and, and stuff like yeah. that. Oh, I think I'll be taking my own clubs to play, mate. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I hope that comes with a discount from the, the session then, if you're playing with me. Um, all right, well, I think there's some awesome things in there to yeah. sort of take away from that, Craig. <clears throat> I think this is an underrated area of performance, and I think one that if you want to, to take that step from wherever you are and move up, whether it's whether it's take that step from club level to, to professional level or whether it's to take that step from, you know, senior to premier whatever that next step is i think this is one of those areas where people often overlook and so i think this is an excellent area for both coaches and players to sort of look at on how to how to move themselves to that next level and i i think uh, i've seen like crazy results from people who work through this from you know i've seen the team who's worked through this they've a sports site come in and or mental schools coach come in and they went from bottom of the table to they won the league next year so there is some certain ways that this can be improved so thank you very much and i'm i'm really grateful for your insights mate it's great absolutely you're listening to the center pass podcast well there you go mate a very uh interesting chat lots to take out of it too in terms of things that are particular to our team for tomorrow yeah, exactly. You know, obviously we're going to play our first game tomorrow, and I, I hopefully there's just enough time for maybe some of the team to listen to this one. Maybe take on some of the things like visualization. I'm a big fan of visualization myself. Yeah, same. In fact, it's probably becomes too much just the whole time thinking about having a great golf shot or something like that. And I mean, just like any time of the day, kind of thing. Definitely some nuggets there that we can sort of draw on. Start to build on it's. It's obviously a complex area when it comes to mm. to performance, and so one thing that's key with it is obviously just to practice. You know, just like training training the muscle, you go train your brain, which is the same way, but also very intricate. And so you know, we might have to find our sort of own flair and keep learning about it as well. Big time, big time. But yeah, right. In terms of some very important foundations. So thanks again, uh, Craig, for jumping on. And it's Diamond Mindset, isn't it, to look for on social media. So look yep. them up. Look them up if you are interested in getting a bit of support like Cam has said he's going to get as well. Right, well, we're going to finish this episode now with a very exciting announcement in terms of who we are playing, where, and when. Uh, so we're going to be playing, Cam, Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels Netball Club. What a team to play first up. Now, I don't know a lot about these ladies. I know that they've been in the sort of senior grades for a while. And, you know, they're a club that has quite a wide range of player ages, but a bit of an unknown. And I guess for us, it's just about trying to make sure that this week we're doing our game. We're focusing on our game and we're thinking about our game. Yeah, I think, you know, don't want to look too much to who they are learn to try and find what our game is as well because we haven't you know obviously haven't gotten to any matches and not quite enough training really to build on that so we've got to want to find what our game style is and try and not worry about them too much we've kind of heard that they can be maybe a little bit you know strong physical out there so you know whether we want to try and find a way to meet them out there or whether we just keep going about our work we'll have to maybe adapt throughout the the, 
the sort of day there. But I'm super excited to get out there and have our first examination, really. Yeah, exactly. And when it comes to how we want to play, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we haven't had much time together with our girls because we've had that break in the middle, but so have every other team. And so for us, this is as an important opportunity to capitalise on other teams who haven't prepared as much for their first game of the season as it is for us to, to sort of find our style as well. So very exciting uh, to get this underway, to get that first centre pass at 2.20pm at the Edgar Centre in Dunedin. Very, very excited for that and I'm sure it's going to be, I'm gonna, I don't know about you mate, but I'm going to be a bucket of nerves I think for a solid hour or two before the game. And probably during the game too, to be fair. Honestly, I think watching sport, I've I've done you know plenty of time on the sideline watching Harbour rugby play, etc. I honestly find it so much harder than like being out there because you just want to make a difference, etc. And you you just it's all you know it's all up to them out there, and you sit there just hoping that they can do it. But I'm sure we can perform. That's exactly right. Well, as I said at the top of the show, eight months of preparation, two excited coaches, eleven excited players and it all comes down to that first game tomorrow Saturday the 30th of April at 2.20pm at the Edgar Centre Cam. It's going to be oh it's going to be nerve-wracking. I'm going to be pretty nervous. One exciting thing is that at Orange Levels I believe we're probably allowed to have a bit of a crowd. You know what that means mate? Giveaways. Ticket giveaways. (laughs) I don't know about you but I'm I'm fairly certain, certain that entry is free but Great. If they want to pay, then feel free to donate. <laughs> yeah. Like, subscribe, and donate. No, but hey, please, if you are in the Dunedin area, do come down April the 30th uh, at 2.20 p.m. at the Edgar Centre. We are, of course, Uni Albion Senior 1 Yellow. So I would really appreciate any support that you guys can give us and any feedback as well. If you have any feedback, please get in touch via our social channels or of course on centre.pass.nz at gmail.com. Awesome. Right, well that's everything for this episode. Hopefully we'll see you guys out there at the Edgar Centre. Until then though, goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Centre Pass. Check out centre underscore pass underscore nz on social media and on Spotify for more.